The Dallas Stars are on fire to start the season. Nine goals in two games, both of them against the Nashville Predators. And most recently, the Dallas Stars were victorious in their home opener on Saturday night, taking down the Preds by a score of 5-1 to one and yet another fantastic team effort. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about this game, break it down, and we'll also hear some post-game sound bites from Coach Pete DeBoer, Joe Pavelski, Rope Hintz, and Miro Haskin. All of that coming up on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credential member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Monday, October 17th. And whether this is your first time here, or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by and for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. If you're new to the YouTube channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button. We're on a mission to reach 1,000 subs by the end of 2022, so any subscription is greatly appreciated. You can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. You can also find and follow us on social media at Locked On Stars on Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane Double Underscore Lewis, where I tweet all things Stars hockey, Dallas sports in general, college football, just a little bit of everything. I uh, really enjoy the majority of sports, and so that's typically what I tweet about. So be sure to check us out on social media as well. But let's jump into today's episode where we're going to spend the front half of it talking about Saturday's game, uh, the Stars versus the Predators. I'm actually recording this late on a Saturday night after the game uh, while I have everything fresh on my mind. And then you guys are hearing this uh, on Monday morning or Monday afternoon, whatever time you listen on Monday. And then we'll close out the show a little bit later, um, previewing tonight's matchup between the Stars and the Jets at the American Airlines Center. But let's revisit Saturday night. Uh, and talk about the game that was. Uh, there was a lot of thought and speculation going into this matchup. You know, was Thursday night uh, a fluky performance where the Predators still maybe reeling a little bit from, you know, traveling to Europe to start the season? Maybe they weren't fully, you know, reimmersed back into being in the American time zone and getting back in their routine. Was the 4-1 to win in Nashville on Thursday a fluke, or was the Stars team legit? Uh, was the offense going to continue to fire on all cylinders? Was the defense still going to be fantastic? Was Jake Ottinger still going to be fantastic? And we got answers to all of those on Saturday night. The Stars win by a score of 5-1. to one. Another fantastic performance from the entire team. And really, at the end of the day, a great performance from the best line in hockey, the Dallas Stars top line. And, you know, if the first game wasn't proof enough uh, that this top line is back and more dangerous than ever, then this game was certainly uh, the nail in the coffin for that. Although there's still 80 games left for this Stars team uh, and the other 30 teams in the league that haven't played the Stars yet have to game plan and prepare for this line, which historically many teams have not done very well at. But all three players very active in Saturday night's game. Rope Hintz, uh, seemingly the star of the show. Two goals and assist, three points in total. Joe Pavelski gets two assists, giving him two points. 
honestly should have had a goal, but Esselindel gets a little bit excited to be on a rare two-on-one opportunity. He doesn't get a ton of those breakaway opportunities. He jumps off sides. Uh, it's the right call, but Joe Pavelski is deprived of a goal, but still very active in the game. Had a nice performance overall. And then, of course, Jason Robertson gets his first goal of the season, as well as two helpers, giving him three points on the evening. A very productive night and a very fun and entertaining night from the top line. All of those goals that were scored were just wildly fun to watch um, and just exactly what you would expect from those three. Really good passes, really good movement, and then of course just the ability to finish at or around the net, uh, especially that Rope Hintz breakaway goal. One of the best goals that, you, that we've seen all season uh, up there with Mason Marchment's breakaway goal that we saw the other night. Uh, really good stuff from the Stars, stars forwards early on this season, especially the guys playing on the top six. And after the game, the media got a chance to talk to Joe Pavelski, Jason Robertson, and Pete DeBoer and talk about what it means for this team to have this top line in action. So let's take a moment now and listen to what those guys had to say about the top line's performance on Saturday night. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's a fast game. You hit the bang-bang plays, and, you know, he's fit right in. He's, he's made them. Um, so it's great. You know, we're happy he's back for sure. And go from there. Just keep building. Uh, no, we didn't do anything different. I think it's just it's just there. Uh, it's from last year and from, from last year or so. I think we just have to keep pulling it up and try to be better as it goes on. Uh, how important is it to get these two wins, get some positive momentum, especially under a new coaching staff? Yeah, it's of course it's good, and I think we've been playing really well these past two games. And uh, yeah, now we just uh, on Monday it's going to be uh, Jets coming in here, so we just have to keep building like that, playing like that every every night. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, well they're electric. Um... I've seen them before from the other bench, and I like them a lot better standing where I was standing tonight. Um, yeah, they, they they showed up at a different level tonight. You can see Robertson a couple games in is starting to get comfortable and, you know, what Rupe can do, and obviously Pav's Pav. So, um, yeah, they, they, were, uh, they, they were at a different level tonight. They were great. Did you ever think about possibly not starting them together because Jason came in later? We talked about it. You said you made a um, smart move to keep them together. I think I, I think I'm smart enough to know not to to overthink things, and you know, <laughs> and that's that's one you don't overthink. Um, you know, they they have something special, and um, you know, I like I think I I mentioned this once before when someone asked me that, but you know, I've done I've done that before. You try and. Uh, separate guys just to spread out to hope that it you know you can create three great lines you know it's 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 rare that that works you know I think when guys have that type of chemistry I think you got to respect that I just think it's a huge boat of confidence for this team that they're playing as well as they are that the top line is producing like they are despite the fact that Jason Robertson did not participate in training camp, did not participate in any preseason games, really had a very small window of time to spend with this team before the regular season got going, but he was still out there for opening night, still out there for the home opener, and he is playing at an incredibly high level. And I mean, if you didn't know that there was a whole contract dispute off the ice and didn't really follow the stars and didn't even know that he wasn't at camp, you would have no idea. This is a guy that looks like he was at camp, a guy who, despite 
not being with the team, came back to be with this team and was locked in and ready to go. I think that that is proof that there wasn't any animosity between him and the Stars. I think that him being ready and in shape and playing as well as he has means that there was a commitment to staying in shape, working out, and doing all he could while being away from the team in order to prepare for this season. I think that there was still a commitment to the Stars, even though there wasn't a contract set in stone pretty much for the majority of the entire offseason. But this top line uh, is going to be a problem for the league this season. They were a problem last year under Coach Rick Bonus and what a different offensive system that was. I mean, the offense through the first two games of this season is night and day against the offense that we saw from the Stars through the early stretches of last season and really for the entirety of last season. Uh, nine goals in two games, like I said in the open of the show, is just ridiculous, it seems, for the Dallas Stars. Will that pace continue to remain throughout the entire season? Only time will tell, but this is still a fantastic start against a Predators team that many predict to be pretty good, including myself. I think that they're still a good team, and they have a ton of upside, and they're still going to give some teams trouble this season, but the Stars dismantled them and made them look really bad <laughs> two games in a row, and a big part of that was the top line. They just continue to find ways to move well through the entire ice, whether it's the neutral zone, the offensive zone. Their zone entries have been really good so far this season, and they just do a good job of moving the puck with their passes. That Jason Robertson goal especially, just a result of very methodical pinpoint accurate passes setting up Jason for the perfect shot and then if all else fails someone puts the puck on the net and then one or both of the other guys not putting it on the net are around to get a rebound or a potential for a second chance opportunity so absolutely loving what I'm seeing from the top line and you mix that with you know some really good defensive play from guys like Miro Haskinen and that is just a recipe for success or a recipe for disaster if you're another NHL team. But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will talk about the aforementioned Miro Haskinen, my star of the game. Today's episode of Lockdown Stars is brought to you by our friends at Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn that trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters, and they protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment there is a threat detected and dispatch the police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every single room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, and smarter ways to detect motion that only alerts you when the threat is real. And even hazard sensors that can instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Simply Safe's monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real, so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. You can customize your perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. You can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Again, visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, let's keep moving on on this Monday episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Ton of good vibes here in Stars country. 2-0 and 0 to start the season. Two big wins 
over the division rival Predators, and we've got the Jets coming up tonight. We're going to preview that game a little bit later on in the show, but staying on the topic of Saturday night's win, we talked about the top line and how effective they were, how dangerous they looked. Uh, Joe Pavelski continues to not age and defy time, but there was another guy who played a fantastic game on Saturday all around, and that is, of course, Miro Haskinen, my star of the game. I know it easily could have gone to any of the guys from the top three, and I know that Rope Hintz was the star of the game at the American Airlines Center on Saturday night. You also need to pay respects to Jay Gottinger. He also played fantastic. Uh, it took the Stars only having three men on the ice on a five-on-three penalty kill for the Nashville Predators to finally score a goal. I make the argument that if the Stars never go on five-on-three, that the Predators don't score. Uh, it took them having two extra men on the ice compared to the Stars for them to even chink the armor of Jake Ottinger. He played fantastic. He deserves his flowers, uh, and I feel like you know this is the perfect start for him, only surrendering two goals through two games this season. He's looked really sharp, really active in the crease. He's moving well. He's you know, eating the puck up. He's not allowing too many second chance opportunities. And Nashville was just throwing the puck his way. They outshot the Stars by quite a bit this game, both in shots on goal and just shots in general, even ones that went wide. But Jake Ottinger never looked overwhelmed, never looked rattled. Tons of props to him. Uh, do did want to highlight him just a little bit, but I wanted to spend the majority of this time to talk about Miro Haskinen, uh, the most talked about player for the Stars this offseason in terms of expectations, and he really just has all the expectations in the world placed on him right now to, one, be excellent on defense, but also to turn the new page offensively and kind of be the John Klingberg replacement, uh, however possible that might be this season. And he played well in game one, especially defensively, but he did not have any offensive stats to show for it, which isn't a sign of a bad game, just, you know, not an insanely offensive production, offensively productive game. But there were other guys carrying the load in that matchup on Thursday night. But Saturday was a very different story. He, of course, scores his first goal of the season off of a great feed from Jason Robertson, who, you know, that was the top line out there on a four on four. Great feed, Miro to Robertson, and then Robertson gives it back to Miro as he continues to cut towards the net, using his speed in skating to get by his defender, uh, and just an absolutely beautiful shot, beautiful goal, beautiful sequence from the stars there. And we got to talk to Miro after the game. Let's hear what he had to say about the goal and just how the season has started for him and the team overall. Um, yeah, of course, it's always nice to score, score goals. So, yeah, it was a uh, great feeling, of course, and, yeah, great best pass by, by Robo. When you're on the rush like that, well, what are you looking for? How do you know that you're going to get the pass back or if Robertson's going to shoot in that? Um, just try to find an open open space. I know Robo is going to see me somewhere, so, yeah, just try to find open open spot and stay there. Earlier on that play, it looked like... Jason was open at the blue line, but it might have been kind of a tougher pass. How did you make that decision to, to hold on to it instead of maybe trying to that little pass? Um, yeah, I saw there's uh, some open ice, some open ice, and I had uh, a little time to make make a play. So yeah, just just saw him there and try to try to make the pass. Does the game feel different under the new coaching staff? Oh yeah, it, it does actually a little bit. Uh, I think it's it's more active active, and I think we are playing playing more with the puck. So yeah, I, I really like that. 
So you hear in that audio that, you know, Miro Haskinen believes, and I think many other guys do as well, that the the new coaching staff and the new system seems to really be working for this group of players, for this specific personnel that the Stars have in their locker room and their team. Uh, it seems that the guys have really bought into the system that Pete DeBoer has laid before them, and, you know, it's setting them up for success. Guys are getting really great looks at the net, and the offense seems to be flowing with a lot more cohesion than it did last season uh, with just about anyone on the ice, but especially the top six and especially a guy like Miro Haskinen, who is already a good player in a different system, but now a system that is much more friendly to defensemen in terms of offensive production. I think Saturday was just a sample size. You know, you go to an ice cream shop and you get the little sample spoon and you try it and you say, man, that's really good. And then you end up getting, you know, the whole flavor of whatever ice cream it is. That's, I think, what we got on Saturday night. We just got the little sample spoon of Miro Haskin and getting a great assist on Rope Hint's breakaway goal. And then we also see him get his own goal uh, off of a really good sequence with another really good teammate in Jason Robertson. And a big chunk of that has to do with, one, how good Miro is and his dedication to continuing to improve and get better. But also, you do have to give a nod to the coaching staff for setting him up and the rest of the team for success offensively. Really great stuff. And this is you know what we need to get used to from Miro and I think it could be maybe a little bit more passes early on to start the season. I think at times there will be moments where Miro has an opportunity to set his teammates up for success and he might not take the shot himself. But we see that he's fully capable of setting his teammates up. Look at the pass that he made on Rope Hint's breakaway shorthanded goal put it exactly where he needed it to be. And then he even said in his post-game presser, I mean, he knew that that puck was going to go in. He was excited to see Rope get that opportunity. And really just the whole building knew. The whole entirety of that crowd knew that that puck was going in the back of the net. And that momentum drove the Stars forward. And a big part of that play was Miro getting the puck to Rope where he needed it. And then, of course, if we continue to see Miro Hiskinen drive the net in very fast break, not necessarily breakaway opportunities, that wasn't necessarily a breakaway goal that he scored, but it was four on four. So it's a little bit more of a fast paced game at that point uh, in the matchup. And so if he's able to make plays like that, where he can drive the net and get by his defender uh, or make his defender lose him for a second, I think that there's going to be some really good, high quality scoring chances for him going forward. And the confidence is there. You could just see it in the game. You could see it after the game in the post-game press conference. You could hear it. Smile on his face. Miro Heiskanen, not always the most emotional guy out there on the ice, but you can just see that the confidence is there for him right now. And I think Saturday night, just a little bit of a taste, a foretaste of what we're going to get from Miro Heiskanen this season as he looks to continue to assert himself as one of the league's elite defensemen. All right, let's close out this Monday episode of Locked on Stars. Moving on from Saturday's matchup and shifting our focus to tonight's game, the Stars take on another division rival in the Winnipeg Jets at the American Airlines Center. Very exciting game on tap. All four of the Stars and Jets games last season were must-see TV. Games that went into overtime required extra minutes, and the Stars winning that season series 3-4. to four. Uh, a series pretty much dominated by the Stars in terms of who won games, but close games, physical games, a ton of fun to watch, and I expect that to be the case in this game and all the other games that these teams play this season. But the biggest news, the biggest story going into this matchup is that Rick Bonus, the newest head coach of the Winnipeg Jets and former Dallas Stars coach, will not be with the team because he tested positive for COVID-19 which derails his homecoming until November 25th. That is Black Friday. Uh, That's the next time the Jets come to town. The Stars will play in Winnipeg earlier in November. I believe it's on November 8th. And so he will, Brick Bonus will reunite with his old team in Winnipeg first before he's able to do it in Dallas. 
kind of a bummer. I was very curious to see how the masses would respond to Bonus being back. I imagine that he will get some sort of tribute video when he's there, and when he finally able is able to come back to Dallas, I'll give my thoughts on that. I was planning on doing that tonight, but obviously Rick will not be with the team due to testing positive for COVID, but the team in general, the Winnipeg Jets will still be coming to town without him with the assistant coaches running the show. And the Jets themselves haven't done a ton this season, only one game under their belt. This is the weird part of the NHL season where it's early on where you have some teams that have played four or five games already, it seems. And you have teams like the Winnipeg Jets that have played one game. They played their first game of the season on Friday night at home, and it was a 4-1 to win over the New York Rangers. Not a bad win at all. A great way to start the season for the Jets. And if you look at the score sheet, it was the usual suspects for them taking care of business. Mark Scheifele had two goals. Kyle Connor hit the net as well. And their stud goalie, Connor Hellebuck, saved 40 of 41 shots. Really impressive performance all around. That is a good Rangers team that dismantled the Tampa Bay Lightning on the first real night of the season back last Tuesday. And, I mean, it wasn't the home opener for the Jets, so maybe the emotion's a little bit higher in that game. Uh, and the Jets, in general, kind of looking to turn a new leaf and fight against all of these, you know, storylines. And it, it doesn't necessarily seem like rumors that there's kind of some toxicity and maybe the, the locker room isn't unified. I think they're looking to change a lot of those narratives this season. And so I imagine a lot of emotions and things clicking really well in the home opener. But now the true test comes as they now have to travel all the way down south from Manitoba to Texas to play the Stars in what will be a pretty rowdy and raucous environment. I mean, these games, like I said, were intense last season, and you just know Stars fans are not going to forget that. They're going to remember how intense these matchups were last season, and it's just a division rival, so the fans are going to be loud and insane anyway. Going to be a good environment, I believe, even on a Monday night. And this Stars team is rolling as well. I mean, the Stars themselves don't have a ton as far as, you know, sample size and things to diagnose. But even just in their two games, I mean, the offense has looked good. The defense has only allowed two goals this season. This is going to be a tough matchup for the Jets. Their first road game, uh, their second game of the season without their head coach, still trying to figure things out with their roster, even though they did get a good win against the New York Rangers. Will that win go to their head? I, I just have a lot of questions about how this Jets team is going to mentally approach this game, given the circumstances surrounding them coming into town. But I'm still very excited to see it, and I'm excited to see the Stars take on another team that is not the Predators to see if they can keep things rolling. Can they find a way to still produce on offense? Can they still find a way to utilize the top line? Can they still find ways for the secondary scorers to get involved, whether that's Mason Marchment, whether it's Tyler Sagan? Will he get his first goal of the season? Will we see Jamie Benn get on the stat sheet? Will we see Wyatt Johnston, you know, assert himself back into the offense, setting himself up for a nice goal? Will we see more power play opportunities? I think that was something that we were missing on Saturday. The Stars only got two chances on the power play, and they looked really good. They just couldn't put the puck in the back of the net. And I think if they get more opportunities, they're going to start executing on those a lot more as they, you know, continue to get more reps because that's what it's all about. Because in-game reps are always going to be much different than practice reps. Uh, and, you know, you even look just at the way that the offense runs, both on the power play and the five-on-five, five, a lot less dump and chase and a lot more clean zone entries. Rope Hints actually even mentioned that a little bit in his post-game interview time. Do the decisions feel different at the blue line, uh, you know, versus carrying in or, or dumping it in versus last year? Yeah, obviously we, we don't dump it now every time, almost. Last year we dumped it a lot, so 
think it's going to create more offense to us when we like, handle the box and make some plays there. And I don't think that was necessarily a slight at the old coaching system. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. That's a storyline for another day. But nonetheless, the Stars feeling very confident uh, and thinking, you know, feeling really good about the state of the team right now. And I think the fans feel that as well. I think that they're performing you know, outperforming what a lot of the expectations were for them this season. I think that many of us thought that they would be a good team, a competitive team, but they have come out of the gate swinging. They've been on fire, and the question is how long can they keep it up? How long can they keep this rolling where they just seem to be dominating teams from the start of the game until the very last whistle? But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in, for making us your first listen of the day. Remember, if you're on YouTube, to hit that subscribe button. Help us reach 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. You can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform as well. You can also follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. We'll be recapping this game talking about the performances, the good, the bad, all of it. Monday's game against the Winnipeg Jets. We'll be breaking it down on the show tomorrow. 